This episode of the Cutting Edge Podcast is brought to you by GlassGadget.com. Showcase Innovations creates tools that help shower door installers be more efficient and save time. Check out GlassGadget.com for more information. So hello, everyone. Welcome to another Facebook Live here on the Shower Door Professionals Group. I'm Chris Phillips, you know me, and uh, welcome aboard. As you know, every Wednesday evening at about 5.30 Pacific time, we do this this live stream. We've been doing it now for months, so I guess it's catching on. Anyway, we all get together here, meet up, talk about shower doors, shower door business, you know, stuff that we love. And uh, you can always join us here in Zoom by just uh, clicking on the link there in the description and the Shower Door Pros Facebook group. And uh, come on in. I will admit you to the Zoom room. And uh, yay, what's going on out there, everybody? Anybody got something going on? I know somebody has something going on here that they're proud of. Uh, But uh, kind of hoping that... um, that uh well there's robert hello robert haven't seen you in a couple of weeks yeah i've been running around yeah it's good to see you again man the castro will show up he's got some kind of exciting news but um i know bill dobbin does too i just want to go ahead and congratulate you uh for once again making Inc.'s top 5,000 on what fastest growing businesses in the country, right? So you've got two locations that have made these. Well, it's it's more interesting. They're they're all my shower doors, but as you go into different cities, I broke them up into separate legal entities. Therefore, they have their own set of books, their own uh, tax returns and all. So Inc. changed the way they used to do things where you could group it all together and now you have to report separate ones. And fortunately, two of our companies fit within their qualifications. So we made the list two times this year. One is the main My Shower Door and then the city of Tampa has its own business. Uh, And then Brendan also made it so it's really good to see the glass industry uh, appear there. I, I was really happy when I saw Brendan's there because it's the first time that I saw his, and that's showing me that his company is growing. So that's great. Well, yeah, it is. You know, and he's he's been putting it out there. Um, we were talking a little bit earlier about before we started the live stream about uh, consulting. We were talking about Max Perlstein. We we're kind of hoping that he'll he'll show up. Yeah, great um, interview the other day, Bill. Oh, thank you. Yeah. Max makes it so easy. He's so good. He's really good. I enjoy his podcast in general. Yeah. Keeping up with the industry, but great representation. Well, thank you. You're a great ambassador for us. Thank you. Yeah. I tell you, I reached out to the other couple that was on prior to me, uh, Jody and Dan Martinez from Spokane, Washington. And uh, we hit it off, and Jody's going to be at Glass Build, so we're going to meet up at Glass Build. And that's the good thing about what Max does. He tries to help connect people, even though 
the first guy was from Guardian Glass. I, I'm sure we're going to run into him at the show. So it's good to have representation of the shower door professionals there. So I invited Max. I, I sent it to Chris. I said, Max, you got to hear what Chris is doing. He's trying to get this group built up. And I think your presence would be really, really welcomed. So he's going to try it. He's going to try and get on tonight. I think Chris said that Max sent him an, either an email or text that. Not sure he can make it, but he's going to try. If not, he will put aside time next week. But yeah, Max is a, if you guys haven't met him, he's an incredible ambassador for this industry as a whole, not just the shower doors, but anything glass. And if you read his podcasts every week, it's only positive news. It really is. And, and that's what we all need. Just support each other and, and continue to grow this thing. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, Max is, is an expert in the industry at large. I mean, so he's just got such a vast amount of knowledge and, and connections and relationships. He's just been around the industry for a long, long time. And he's just such a great guy and such a likable person and such a, um, just a generous yeah. uh, person. You know, if you are looking for information, um, he's the guy. And um, he's, like I say, he's very accessible. And, um, you know, I know he, he's a consultant. He does it for a living, but um, I don't know how he's making a living because he's just so generous and just giving away information, you know, but maybe that's just the hook, you know, that gets you, you know, gets you um, in his net where he can. Hey, Chris, the other good thing, and I, I would assume you read it because you were tagged on it, was uh, Andrew Herring's. Um, reaching out to shower door professionals to form a group to set up some safety standards and guidelines for best practices in our industry. And I've reached out to a couple of other guys that I know, and they're all for it and, and are more than willing to participate in it. And I know that uh, Andrew reached out through, through you, he contacted you, and I'm sure that he's going to ask you if you know others that would be interested in this also. Yeah, I did see that on LinkedIn. You know, he, he tagged a number of us, and uh, he, 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 that's another guy that's just just a great guy who's very active in the industry and is always, um, you know, kind of got his finger on the pulse of things. So it's cool to be um, just to be mentioned uh, by him out there. And uh, yeah, I mean, I think you you I think I saw your name on the list too, and along yeah. with some others. And it's always uh, it's always a pleasure, you know, to be able to participate in anything like that. But I see that Brandon is on now, and I don't know if he, um, oh, there you go. He just unmuted. Hey, we're just talking about you, Brandon. I'm I just want to say. Just trying to, uh, I'm running around crazy trying to load up because I'm going hunting in the morning, so I'm trying to get last-minute stuff together. So <laughs> Good for you, man. I'm glad to hear it. Well, hey, I just wanted to say um, congratulations, man, on uh, making the Inc. 5,000 list, man. That's, that's awesome. Thank you. Yeah, I couldn't uh, – obviously, I'm nothing without the team we have, so um, it's all pretty much those guys who made it happen. And congrats to Bill, too. I mean, two, two of your companies, Bill, that's awesome. Yeah, it's good. But, Brandon, I am so happy that we've got other glass industry guys appearing there, especially across the country. 
you know, Florida might be an anomaly because it's so busy and everybody moving here. But to start seeing pockets, the other pockets of the country in our industry showing up on that list, that's exciting. Yeah, it's just definitely cool. Yeah, I like it because it's people I know too. So, right? <laughs> thanks for making You know, they usually put on a really big event, but I don't think that's going to happen again this year. They didn't do it last year. They're talking you know, about... I, I, it's funny. I, they kept sending the emails and stuff of all the, like, the stuff they were going to do with Zoom and all that. And I'm like, oh, I'm going to make that. And then I'm like, oh, crap, that was two days ago. I missed it. And, yeah. You know. <laughs> yeah. So Their live events are absolutely amazing. And from what I hear, they're going to do these regional ones. So oh, nice. probably, there'll be one in Miami. There might be one in Phoenix or some. Last time we won, we went out to Scottsdale and it was amazing. It was oh, really cool. good. Nice. Yeah. Good golf out there. There is. <laughs> there is. Yeah. yeah. You know, and it's such a, I mean, it's not a huge industry. Um, you know, the glass industry and 5,000 really isn't that big of a number. When, you, when you're considering all of the companies that are in the United States. Um, and so to have a couple members, especially like that are right here, um, you know, in this forum, that, that have made that list is pretty spectacular. I mean, that's, I mean, what are the chances of that? Yeah, it, it's slim. You know, it, it only hit home a couple of years ago when they, you, you go to this thing and they start talking about there's over 4,300,000 private businesses in the United States. Think about that, 4,300,000. And you're in the top 5,000. That, <laughs> yeah, I mean, that's, that's like half of 1% or even half of that. It's yeah, ridiculously I think it's like small. A tenth of a, one tenth of 1%. Now, I am going to marginalize this. You got to understand this. It's based on growth over a three-year period. Yep. Some of the companies that come in, number one, two, and three, they're not even in business anymore. And, and you'd say, how can that even happen? Because they expanded so quick and so big, they imploded. Yeah. Uh, some guys just got way too big. You know, yeah, company, you, look at, you look at like number one and two, they're like 48,000% growth over, over yeah. three years. And a lot of those are like tech companies, right? And then they just, they get a lot of venture capitalist, capitalist yep. stuff in there and all that. And then all this money from people to grow the company. And then it just goes nowhere. Yeah. And that, and that's the thing, you know, there's a certain sweet spot that you got to be, well, that you could be in so that you can continue getting your growth over three year period. Like if I did a hundred million this year, I'd probably make that list, but I'd probably never make it again because you need a minimum of 40 to 60% growth yeah. over three years from a hundred million dollars. How are you going to do that? Yeah, exactly. So, you know, if you're in that sweet spot from, you know, uh, let's say a million to 10 million, at least you've got room to grow and, and you can hit it. So they do have minimums. You have to have, I think it's a minimum of a $2 million on from three years ago. And then you have to have a minimum of, I think it's 35 or 40% growth over that period just to be considered. Wow. So there's a lot of metrics involved there. Yeah. I was trying to do the math and I was like, oh, I'm going to let them do the math. I was trying to do the, they had, they give you a breakdown of like how to calculate the growth. And I'm like, yeah, all right. It's, it's pretty tricky how they calculate over three years, but. Yeah. 
So it's pretty good stuff, though. And, and, yeah, uh, and so now I you've been on the list for multiple years, right, Bill? Yeah, this was number six for us. It, but again, I was right in that sweet spot when it started. It was right at the beginning. So, you know, think about it. If you if your revenue was $10 and then you went to $15, I mean, that's a big percentage growth. Yeah. But the percentage of growth is only off of $10. So it's, it's not your total revenue. It's the revenue growth is, and they're basing it on percentages. So it's a tricky calculation. I mean, it sounds good at the end of the day, but you've got to be in a sweet spot to be able to continue to grow realistically without imploding. Yeah, absolutely. And yeah. Uh, an old saying goes, um, slow growth is good growth. Couldn't agree more with that. Yeah. Because it's sustainable. You know? That's right. That's right. That's exactly, I mean, Brandon, the same thing. You could, you could nail down, you know, 15 contracts of a big year, but then you don't have the guys to do it. You don't have the supply and, you know, all sorts of things that happen. But if you have steady growth and you plan and project for it and you hit that, that's yeah. perfect. That's the way to grow. Yeah. It's like, we have a, we have a magazine that comes out and ranks the top custom builders um, in the state by revenue. Yeah. And one of the builders that we do work for were, I think they were number two or number three a couple of years ago, but I mean, they, they built a $25 million house um, and it just threw them up. And, and then the next year they're, they were down to like number 20 or something like that. You know what I mean? They had that one good anomaly year for a yeah. contract and then they kind of yeah. got put back where they kind of normally are. So, yeah. No, there's a company in Naples that's made the list four years now and he makes uh, beef jerky. And it's called Chomps, C-H-O-M-P-S. A phenomenal brand. And each year he keeps growing because he just now got into Walmarts and Whole Foods. And it goes on and on and on. But there's going to be a point where you just don't grow anymore or not to that level. But again, he's in that sweet spot. But now he's up into, I don't know, it's $600 million in sales. So he's doing pretty well for himself from beef jerky. Pretty good. Yeah, I like beef jerky. Yeah, who doesn't, right? Well, yeah, good That's protein while thing. you're eating. Yeah, I like I like deer jerky and elk jerky. Ooh, now you're talking. It's all good. It's all good. Yeah, that's real good. What are you going hunting for, Brandon? Uh, archery deer. Oh, really? Yeah. Cool. And then not... uh, same unit. My buddy has an archery. Uh, full elk tag in right after deer ends at the end of the month or in like beginning middle of September. Um, so I'll help him scout while we're up there too. So it'd be fun get away for a few days. Absolutely. What area do you go to to hunt? Uh, I'm, I usually go up around Flagstaff, Arizona, um, but I'm going up. I just bought a cabin up in Pine, Arizona, like Pine Strawberry, north of Payson. Um, so I'm going to start hunting those units up there and there's a place called Happy Jack and, uh, we're going to be hunting in this, in that area, Happy Jack. So. Awesome. Yeah. I know the area. My sister, my sister, uh, has a cabin in Pine and, uh, my brother lives in Payson. Yeah. So yeah, I know that area. There's a lot of elk up there, man. Dude, the, the elk, the guy who I, so quick story, really quick. I bought this cabin. So we put in a couple offers, one in Happy Jack, one in by Flagstaff and then like let's go check out Pine let's go check it out um go up to Pine 
and love the area, small little town, um, cool little restaurants. And then we look at the cabin and we love it. We're like, all right, perfect. We're going to put, it, it just got listed. Um, and so we, we offered a masking price. Uh, they came back to us the next day and said, okay, we accept your offer. We're like, sweet. Finally, someone accepts our offer when we're not paying cash, you know? And, uh, so I get a message on Facebook later that evening from a family friend I grew up with. And we used to live with, uh, my mom and my brothers used to live with his mom and, um, him and his sister. And he goes, Hey, you looking for a cabin? I'm like, actually, we just, we just bought one. He goes up in pine. And I'm like, yeah, how do you know? And he's like, it was my cousin's cabin. And I'm uh, like, really? And then so turns out the cousin who it is, I know him. I did a showers in his personal house by my house like six years ago. And I'm like, small world. Like, how does that happen? And, uh, but speaking of the elk, he feed the elk and they, they're in the driveway every single day and every evening, like, and he can hand feed them. Um, I'm like, cool, I'm going to put a radio collar on one of those things and see, take, take me to your grandpa. <laughs> Lead me to your family. Yeah, so, but uh, kind of cool how they just hang out in the yard. So you, yeah. call it a you call it a cabin, so what's it consist of? It's on a half, it's on a half acre. It's just kind of like an A-frame cabin on, built on a, with a crawl space, three-bedroom, little 1,500-square-foot thing. Okay. So, so it's like an actual cabin. Yeah, we were looking for, uh, we were looking for something with more land, like five acres, um, kind of away from people. But then we decided, you know, it's you're either getting the land or you're going to get the cabin. And so we decided to get the cabin. We're like, we might Airbnb it a little bit. So we're like, it's what not a better place in Pine to Airbnb it. So, yeah. Awesome. Well, congratulations on that too, man. That's a great, it's a great area. They're really nice people, really friendly. Everybody feeds the, the elk up yeah. there. You know, it's kind of the thing that they do. You're not supposed to, you know. But. Right. The, entre the entrepreneur in me wants to Airbnb it. My wife wants us to keep it to ourselves. <laughs> yeah. We do that, Airbnb. Yeah. We do Airbnb, then we have another one at, at the lake, uh, lake house, and we do that through a realty company. So. Yeah. See, and that's, and that's the thing. It's like I was talking to a buddy, and he, he, the perspective he said, he's like, look, he's like, you either Airbnb it or keep it, keep it as your own because you're never going to find that sweet spot. And he goes, can't have a wife and a and a hooker at the same time or strippers at the same time or something like that. <laughs> He's like, if you're going to Airbnb it, strictly just get one to Airbnb and then get one for yourself. But we'll see what happens. Um, yeah, awesome. Well, hey, uh, out there, if you're just joining us or um, if you didn't know, we are just uh, talking a little bit about, we've got a couple of members here that have businesses that have made the Inc. 5000 list this year. Uh, Bill Dobman here with My Shower Door has two locations that have made the list uh, this year. And uh, Brandon DeCastro, his location in Phoenix, Arizona, uh, GCS Glass Mirror, has also made the list this year. And uh, so these guys have fast growing glass businesses. And if, so if you're somebody who's interested in maybe growing your business, here's a couple of guys who are like doing it right now. So, I mean, if you've got a question, um, I'm sure these guys would be happy to, to answer it for you. You know, I'm, I'm kind of curious um, 
you know, what, what would you say is the key factor to your being able to have this, um, this growth over the past three years? I mean, these are difficult times, you know, for most people. I mean, a lot of, a lot of businesses are receding, you know, because of the challenges that are out there, you know, and um, to have a business that's actually growing and being one of the 5,000 fastest growing companies in the country. I mean, that's, that's quite an accomplishment. So Bill, since uh, you're kind of the senior guy here, why don't, <laughs> why don't you start out and just tell us, you know, just give us like one or two key things that you think have been um, responsible for this growth. I don't know if it's one or two, Chris, but it, it's a combination of things for us. First of all, being in Florida. I mean, everybody's moving to Florida. There's an awful lot of business here. So the location is obviously good. Uh, having the right people and the right staff and training and having the patience to train them right so that you can replicate yourself. You know, we set up the process and we get the right people and we have a, a great product. So we have the three P's is what every business student learns, right? You got to have product, people, and process. Once you set up the process and you have the right people in place, you should start growing. And then the other big key is marketing, just to know how to market yourself to get the word out there. And I tell everybody that you could have the best product in the world and with the best installers and everything. If they don't know about you, it doesn't do you any good. And some of the most profitable com companies in the country are not the best ones in the country. They just market themselves really good. And, and word gets out and they create a demand. And I think that's uh, pretty evident. I mean, I put a ton of money into marketing and I know Brandon and Chance have done that as well. Uh, and just exposure. And then you just keep replicating it. One of the really neat things that I always did is we went after the existing homeowner. I mean, we built our business on selling shower doors to homeowners, doing the removals, where a lot of guys are chasing the builders. And that's good. But the difference is a builder doesn't tell another builder about a good sub. He keeps it to himself. But you do a good job for a homeowner, especially these older people that are living in the high rises, they tell everybody. So the word of mouth that you get from concentrating on the residential jobs, it's really worth it. So I think that was another big portion, portion of our growth. Yeah. Brandon, what I, do you I think? I don't, uh, I think Bill like hit it on the head right there, the three P's, like that's the big thing. Um, uh, and for me, it was building uh, the core people for the company that you can build off of. Because in any company, you're going to have the guys that, um, I, I call them lunch pill guys. Like they come in, they're good at what they do. They just, all they want to do is they want to come in, get the work done and leave. And then you have your other guys that want to stay. They want to do extra. They want to they grow with the company and, and go up the ranks with the company. And those are the guys that are your core people that you're going to build off of. And I think by having the process, um, the processes for them and to build off of is huge. And so I built my company different than Bill. We went after builders first um, and built a good portfolio. And like he says, they don't refer other builders because they want to keep you for themselves and all this stuff. And that's why when you cold call builders all the time, like, yeah, actually I am looking for a glass guy because I can't find a good reliable one. <laughs> and, uh, but what, what helped us out a lot too was 
getting into the designer world because the designers work with all the same builders and then they start throwing your name around. Hey, let's use this guy. And then you start getting in the more builders from the designers that way. And it's helped out a lot. But um, I think the, the growth for us over the last year and a half or whatever, since COVID has been marketing to the retail customer not necessarily the builders. Um, and it, I, I, credit my team for it now chance chance done an amazing job um with the marketing and the stuff we've done and put in place and all that but it just goes back to the processes um everybody any anybody i shouldn't say anybody but most people can install a shower door right i mean you're you're not really competing about how you install a shower door you're competing about your image um your process the customer service and you're giving a customer the experience and that's what we try to we try to word it and sell it the best way we can that you're, you're getting an experience when you're working with us. It's not just a product. So we're going to back it and stay, and we're going to stick around. We're not just going to, we're not a fly by night company. That's just going to bail on you when there's a problem. So. Yeah. The experience is, is huge. Think about it. You go to a place like Jiffy Lube, anybody can change oil, but they yeah. kind of give you an experience when you go in there and it's all song and dance, but people love it. And they come back and it goes for a lot of different things that you go shopping for or you see whether it's restaurants that give you entertainment or really good service. Uh, we're lucky in the glass business. We've got a great product. The product sells itself. Now all you have to do is amplify it, build off of that. So if you have a process set up where you can replicate it and keep going, and then you have the right people to institute the process, you got a home run. You should be able to build it from there. But we're lucky, you know, there's a lot of people struggling out there thinking of how can I start a business? What can I sell? We've got one of the best products in the world with glass. It's just so appealing to everybody. So now take it to the next level. You've got that customer. How do you get your name away from the other 20 other glass guys out there? What do you do different? How do you participate in the community? Do you have enough staff to go to the home builder meetings, the remodelers, designers, architects? plumbing shops, tile outlets, all these different things to make those connections. So it, it takes a team. I'm just lucky to have a family that can do it with also. Not a lot of you have that. No. Uh, but don't forget when you have a family, you're splitting your profits across the family also. So yeah. there, there's guys that own their own business and you, you don't have to do that volume. You know, Doing the volume and having the number of people has its challenges. I mean, I'm always trying to create new opportunities for the rest of the staff to grow in the company. So I've got 132. I probably got five of them this week. Says I'd like to do more. What else can I do? How can I grow? And that's our challenge as a boss is to create those opportunities for people to grow in a company and add value. So you know, that's, that's a harder challenge there to manage that number of people and create constant growth. Now, yeah. and what's the rest of the growth? I mean, I, I hear it here. Guys are doing glass railings, wine closets have become a real big thing where a lot of builders are putting them in standard now, and they never would have done that before. So, and again, we're in that wheelhouse with the right product, the COVID partitions, uh, big deal. Instead of putting the plastic shields up at the grocery store or at the public offices, they're starting to do more uh, glass. And 
you know, uh, look for other opportunities. I guess you guys may have seen on uh, Facebook a, call, a company called Ventraza that sells the glass floor mats. You know, they do a great job. They sell these glass floor mats for underneath your office chair for $475. And, oh it's, a and it's a piece of quarter inch clear tempered. That's yeah. it. Yeah. That's, all, that's all it is. Yeah. <laughs> they're they're bringing in caseloads from China that they're probably paying uh, $7.50 a panel and you're getting $450 for it, but they're given a lifetime guarantee. We used to do that hmm. with, our standard, with our standard door lights. You know, <laughs> yeah. 34, 76, 46, 76. Sure. Sold a ton of them. <laughs> yeah. And, and you can still do that. You can do that with three-eighths and half-inch lights yeah, also. You, but you don't want to be the gal standing over the reflective glass. Yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, you take a look at that company, Ventraza. They're doing amazing. And it's all internet sales. There's yeah. so many other opportunities of glass things that you can sell. Yeah. We had them at our shop. When we had a storefront, we had them on the floor. It's because you roll, roll your chair around on them and everything else. Yeah. And then But look at how well they market it. Oh, yeah. They do a great job marketing it. You, you guys could do it too. You can use it as giveaways to somebody. Give it to a builder yeah. so that you can get the rest of his work. Say, give me a house and I'm going to give you a surprise for your office. Yeah. Brilliant. Cost, cost you next to nothing. And every day he rolls on it, he's thinking of you. <laughs> come on, this is really nice. Yeah, come on. Piece of quarter inch clear. If they put it on hardwood floor, you put the little plastic buttons under it. If it's on carpet, you need nothing. No, just put it down and roll it around. And it's so much better than, uh, than the plastic ones that they sell at Staples. Right. You know, and if you really want to get into good, you bring in cases of it, and then you go to your local office supply shops and sell it to those guys. You can wholesale it to them. Wow. Yeah, because back in the day, we used to buy... You know, standard size tempered glass was 3476, 4676. Buy the caseloads. Sure. And sell that. Why not? Why We're not? Great. You're in business to make money, right? Yeah. That's why you're there. Then we put, <laughs> then we put a bronze one down and the guy the gal stand over and everybody had a saw the reflection. <laughs> That's funny. Yeah. You get in trouble for that nowadays. Sorry, selling so sell it frosted, yeah. sell it acid etch. Yeah, acid. <laughs> be careful. That, oh, that's acid with a C. <laughs> right. <laughs> so, well, anyway, hey, you guys here um, have any questions for uh, for Bill or Brandon? You know, um, I just want to get back to Bill. You were yeah. talking about industry standards for shower doors. Yes. Did you, know, you see? Did you see that? No, uh, I didn't see it. But years ago, out here in California, up in Petaluma, we had a building inspector that went in, and he started looking at all these shower door installations, and he goes, "Okay, where's the engineering for this stuff? You know what you did. How do I know it's going to work?" And he he more or less told the the glazing engineer says, "Come up with some proof." or I'm going to shut down, you know, all these shower doors. And so that's when Cyril Lawrence went in and put in their, all their guidelines. So there was some, 
some proof behind what you're doing. Is that guy's appointment? Which one? You said you couldn't go to one of the shower guys? Who's talking there? Over there? I'm sorry. Hold on one second, guys. Right now. Go ahead, Tim. Yeah, so anyway, Sarah Lawrence came up with all the guidelines to appease the you know the California building inspectors. Yeah, so that's what Andrew is trying to do is you know, not everyone uses CR, CRL hardware, right? No, they so, don't. So what we're trying to do is put together a group. So there's some kind of standards, you know, some of right. these states it's a wild, wild west. There's no licensing, or even in states with licensing. Well, there's unlicensed guys well, and yeah. there's handymen, there's do-it-yourselfers. So we're trying to set some kind of a safety guideline or standard or best practices for the industry, everywhere right. from, from the silicone through hardware usage, weight capacity, size doors, um, hinge requirements, uh, fastening requirements, and, and some technical stuff with load bearing, non-load bearing, um, any of that type of thing. So he's trying to get a national group of guys together that can put together a good set of standards. All but, overdue. Yeah, it is, and it really truly is. And there's a lot of guys that have reached out and said, I, I couldn't agree more that it's necessary. You know. uh, but you know, let's face it, I, I do things that are different than Chris Phillips or Tim Connell or Brandon. And, and you guys do things that are different to me. And it doesn't mean that I'm right or you're right. It, it's different, but the, the big question is, is it safe? And how do you test it? And, you know, uh, I've had all sorts of things saying, you can't go that wide with a door. You can't go that tall with the door without doing this and this and this. Well, if they haven't tested it, they're just guessing. Just because you've had one service call uh, for this, that doesn't mean it's safe. Yeah. I've, I've seen many, 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 many wall mount doors pull out of a hinge and they didn't do anything against safety requirements. If you look at the safety requirement, it's fine. It's just that the hinge wasn't holding the glass. Yeah. You know, and, and I, to me, that's more dangerous than just about anything else I've seen. Now, I, I have seen guys just caulk fixed panels in place with no mechanical fasteners at all, nor a groove in a stone or anything else. I've, I've, got, a good, I've got a good one. On the Monterey Peninsula, we have the Navy Postgraduate School. And they have a hotel there, which was a Del Monte hotel. It's like a hundred year old hotel. Yeah. And that's where all the big wigs go. And they spent like, I don't know how many, $25 million to upgrade this thing. And the guy calls me, he goes, the shower doors are, are hitting. So I go over there, here's a, a channel root, you know, cut into the tile and a 12 inch panel no mechanical fasteners on the bottom and glass to glass hinges and a door. Mm -hmm. And they're all crapping out. Sure. You know, stuff like that is, you know, the stuff I see is nobody, they just go out and do what they want. I know I did this one, I, I bid this one hotel, a casino hotel that they were hindering a half inch panel off of another panel in U channel. And they were trying to get me to do that. I go, no way in hell I will do that to risk my company. I go, you got to have a clamp system or something with that to hold that weight. And uh, I would not do it. No. Uh, 
like I said, I got too much real estate, you know. Yeah. And I don't want to lose it over one stupid shower door, you know. No. Nope. So, Adrian, we had the same thing. And this was the Marriott uh, group. Yeah. You know, so they designed it that way. So we went back and we said, look, let us value engineer it for you, which they love to hear that. And we said, we'll do it that way, but we'll use a pivot hinge on the bottom and a pivot to glass bracket. So now the weight's not all pulling off of that one in the channel. Most of the weight now is sitting on your threshold yeah. and pivoting it. And, uh, and they agreed to it and let us do it that way. Yeah. But they come in with their designers and you have to do a model unit for them and they check I did. it out. I did do the mock-ups for them. They had a, a warehouse where they did the, uh, yeah, where they designed all the hotels and stuff. I did all that. I went and changed out the hardware color, everything, and I pulled out one that I had to pull off the glass. They they have this glass called Poe glass. I think it's called. It, it's it's um it's like a satin etch, and then as as, as it goes up, it clears out and That's becomes cool. clear glass. Like a gradient. what is that called? Yeah. Well, it's gradient. It's a gradient. Yeah, and so um, I almost got the job, but I mean, they want. I mean, I was it was gonna be a lot of work. They wanted like, like a lot done <laughs> in a short period of time. Yeah. I just didn't have the manpower, but I did the mock-ups though. I made good money off of those, but um, the way they wanted to do it, they didn't. I didn't feel safe, and I didn't feel you know secured with that. So you know, I didn't do it. Not okay. best. Hotel jobs can make you or break you. I've just learned an awful lot about that. Yeah, I'm passing on that. I don't need. I need. I don't need that headache. Hey, I got a question for you guys. Hey, uh, um, we had. I have a guy recently. He quit on me. He was my shower door guy. You know, we. You know, we're we're an all purpose glass shop. So we don't just do shower doors. We do windows. We do repairs. We do service calls. You know, just a little bit of everything except for auto glass. Screw out of glass now. I will never do that again. But, uh, <laughs> but um, we do everything. And uh, shout out to the guy from California. What's up? I'm from California too. Yeah, so, yeah. Tim. What part of California are you from? Monterey Peninsula. Where's that at? Like, where's where, that at? Where are you at? Carmel, right? I'm second. I'm I'm an hour from Sacramento, north of Sacramento. What town? Or uh, Yuba City. Yuba City. I've been there. Yeah. Yeah. No, I'm I'm south of you. You know where South Salinas is? Well, well, Chris, you're from what? You're from Santa Cruz, right? Santa Cruz. That's right. Beautiful Santa Cruz. Yeah, and then okay. So I'm across the bay. All right, all right. I'll be there this weekend fishing. So, anyways, hey, um my question to you guys, to the California guys, I know it might be a little different from elsewhere, but um, so we had a guy, I had a guy, he moved from Texas to California. And so when he came and asked me for a job, I told him straight and straight, you know, you did everything backwards. Everybody's leaving California, going to Texas. <laughs> and so, um, and so he, well, he ended up coming here because, you know, he had family and stuff and he didn't really have family in Texas. So, but he grew up there. And um, so um, he came here and, you know, I gave him modest pay, you know, in that area, you know, it, it's pretty good. I mean, I paid him, you know, $28 an hour for selling shower doors all day for me. And it's not bad. I mean, but still, it was not enough. He says, you know, in Texas, you know, he got paid, uh, I think it was 17, but he had, like, so much overtime that it uh, it made up for his, you know, what he uh, um, was, you know, he was happy with. 
But when he came here, we don't do overtime. We don't, you know, we don't. No. We pride, we pride ourselves. Five o'clock, go home and be with your family, and you know, and that's it. We don't, we're, we don't work our guys to death like that, you know. And so uh, he he uh, so he quit last week because you know he was not getting that overtime. So I was talking to my dad, who is you know part. You know, we're all me, my dad, and my brother, and my mom. We're owner of the company here. And so I was talking to my dad, and I was like, man, what if we do piece work with him where, you know, he gets paid by the job so we get, you know, because, you know, we were figuring out he could make more money doing that instead, you know. And, uh, but uh, we talked to our accountant and he says we can do piece work in California. Uh, you guys heard about that? Or? Unless he's an independent contractor. Well, what do you mean? I mean, he is, I know he, he's not an independent contractor. He's, like I said, he, he doesn't have no license or nothing. Yeah, I mean, yeah, that's is that hard? Tracker, so he really can't. He can't do piece work like that. No, no, not with an employee. No, not with an employee. Uh -uh. That's what our CPA told us. So, I'm like, dang, I don't want to lose him, but I mean, I mean, he won't. I mean, I don't put overtime on my jobs. Too. I'm not gonna lose money because you know he wants it. You know, it's not gonna happen. So now I'm back installing and pricing and. And bidding, so I'm like, uh, so I'm oh, like, hey. <laughs> yeah, like, so Andrea, let me can I make a suggestion? Right yeah, or let me ask you a question Is there, a, do you know where he needs to be financially? Like, if you wanted to put him on a, on a salary, um, no, I have not really gotten that detail, but you know, honestly, wanna... I'm gonna be honest with you, I'm gonna be straight up. He told me his situation. And on it, it's it's sort of his fault in a way that the, the position that he's in. Yeah, I mean he has you know a girlfriend. Oh, that is. He has a girlfriend that doesn't work, and so he's supporting her. I go, dude, in California, you need two incomes. Right. If you don't, if you're not making a million dollars a year, you need two incomes. Um, or you know, and then he has a house in Texas that he owns, but the in-laws are living in it for rent free. So, so he's having to pay rent in Texas and here. So I'm like, dude, so am I supposed to, what am I, I supposed mean, to like, I'm like, exactly. And so he says, well, he's not making it. Well, that's his fault, man. I mean, you got to, you know, grow some cojones and tell your in-laws to freaking pay for rent. <laughs> so I just, I don't want to lose the guy. It's just, you know, it's hard to find help in the industry that we do and right now i mean i could train people but you got all these stupid millennials that don't want to work and they're retarded half the time they don't want to learn nothing and i don't have the patience right now i just like i want to sort of grab them and just like what the heck hmm. you know like me i want to go spank their parents and say hey, look what you did <laughs> yeah. so no he's that's true it's hard to find anybody that wants to work i mean Everybody wants to stay home, and I mean, you should see my town. Everyone is is, is help looking for help, everywhere. All the fast food, um, all the rest, restaurants around here are closing early because they can't find anybody to work. So they only open for a couple of hours and they close. So it's nationwide right now. Yeah, so it's kind of like I'm I'm kind of struggling. I mean, we have right now we have um, seven trucks. They're out all day. We have guys to fill those and do the typical service calls, window jobs and stuff like that. But shower doors, you know, it's kind of like, you know, it's, it's a different, it's, 
it's more a detailed job than than those areas, you know. And you gotta find that right, you know, person to go into a job and you know that could represent you in a right way where they could do a clean and professional job, you know. Yeah, absolutely. Because so, we because we get a lot of word of mouth. I mean, I mean, I I don't I don't pride myself to, to get builders. I mean, I like to get a few of them, but honestly, builders are a bunch of prima donnas. I can't deal with them. They give me a headache. I I rather deal with, like Bill says, just just go out there and, you know, talk to you know sell yourself to the homeowners. To the homeowners will tell, you know, twenty people down the street about you, and then you know you got you know there, there's your business right there. You hope I mean, you honestly. Honestly, builders, you know, I like like I'm dealing with a builder right now. He just sent me three floor uh, floor plans. He wants me there right now to go measure. I go, dude, I don't have time. I'm sorry. I mean, I, I'm so busy right now. And all right, I mean, he goes, oh, I'll find somebody else. Okay, bye. Get somebody else. I'm not going to deal with that. You know, you're not. No one's going to dictate me how I run my business. You know. So. So when you do work for builders, do they send you contracts and? They send me. They send me specs. They send me. Um, they send me uh, blueprints and stuff, and I gotta. Yeah, go but when that. you do the job, do they send you a contract to sign and everything else? No, no, not really. No. Yeah, that's. No. I won't no. do that with any builder anymore. Yeah, no contract. Oh, you know. Now, what I do is I do a a proposal to them, and yeah. they sign they sign that. And if they sign it, then I'll do it. But yeah. without a proposal signed, I would not do it. Yeah, right. right. Same with me. So we have builders <laughs> around here. One guy, I did it two shower doors, and I got a you know, em, uh, vanilla envelope with a contract in it. Yeah. Did that you wanted two two mirrors added, I get another vanilla envelope, another contract. So now, you ever get a contract where he scratched up the prize and put his own? We won't. We won't even do work for people that want contracts. You know, you take my quote at the end of the job, you send me my money, and I'm gone. <laughs> yeah. No, you know, thing around here is, is we're a pretty small town, you know. I mean, we're, we, yeah, yeah. So, I mean, you do us wrong. I mean, me and my brothers, we're not small. <laughs> we're pretty, we're all, we're all over six feet tall. So you, you mess with our money where I'm sure enough we're going to be knocking on your door and make sure we get it. Yeah. So, like, you know, I'm a full service glass shop too. So, Yeah. Yeah, I like the idea of opening up a collections department. So if you ever want to move to Florida, we could use you. Yeah, that's what I was just thinking. I was thinking there's a side business right Dude, there. I have, hey, I have, the glass. I have the glass and the collections. Lokes. I got the Lokes glasses and everything, too. I got me my suit. I'll dress up, and then we'll just go look like we're kind of a bunch of gangsters. Yeah, instead of driving a limo, we can drive a Brinks truck. <laughs> go around and make, make collections, right? I love it. Yeah, I'm going to take my lowrider and have it hop up and down. Let's do it. <laughs> yeah, so you're up there in Yuba City, Marysville. I've been up there. Yeah, I'm up there. I, I used to run out to Camp Far West. Yeah. My boat. Yeah. And then if there's any water anymore, it's really, really low. Well, I, had a, I have a flat bottom, so we used to run up there. Oh, nice. Nice. And then we'd go up to Inglebright. Oh, Eagle Bright has a lot of water still. Yeah. I, yeah. I do a lot of fishing, so I go everywhere. Yeah. I like my trout. I like That's to catch place. it and eat it right away. Fry it up. Mm, That's delicious. <laughs> I, I got me a salmon the other day. I think it was a beast. That was a lot of work, man. <laughs> One hour trying to reel in a freaking salmon. And it was delicious, though. Yeah. So, look, at how many, look at how many shower doors you could put in in that hour. <laughs> <laughs> All then right. You just, then you can just buy the salmon. 
it's not the same no, though. No, no, that's that's not as much fun. No, it's not the Just same. You got Monterey Bay and fish for salmon. That's great. Yeah, salmon. Oh yeah, we're get some halibut, halibut too. Yeah, some halibut. Some um, yeah, some yeah, some rock cod, rock some cod, lean cod, lean cod. Oh heck oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'm going. I'm hungry. Going on it's a, just about dinner time here. I'm going yeah. on a shark trip next week. In two weeks, I'm gonna go fish for some shark. I've never done it before, so let's see what happens. Where are you doing that at? Uh, I, I'm taking a. I'm doing a uh, a guide. I think we're going out of uh, uh, Martinez. I think we're gonna come out of. I don't know. We're going oh, yeah. somewhere. We're gonna go underneath the uh, the Golden Gate Bridge. Oh, cool. So we're gonna be right there. So. It's gonna be so fun. If you if I don't show up next week, you know what happens. Yeah, we'll see your picture on the news, maybe. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. They're gonna say, hey, you guys recognize his hand right here? Join, you know, have a fishing pole in one hand, your phone in the other hand. Do a little live stream. I know, right? Yeah, we usually do that. Yeah. We're I'm part of a group called Old Farts Fishing, and uh, we do most of that all the time. We always are live. OFF. <laughs> old farts fish. I'm not that old to be part of it, but I am. You know, I'm not getting old, there, man. You're getting there. I am. I'm not. Yeah, that old owning, your, owning your own business and and working your yourself to death. Yeah, you'll get old fast. So, oh, that yeah. What so, <laughs> yeah, that's what happens. No, I have to put up on my wife. That's what happened. <laughs> I know, right? I know. I got big. I got big in the belly, and then yeah, shoot, I got yeah. married, and that was the end of that. No. Where are you going? Nowhere. So where do you get all your glass from up there in the city? Uh, we go to Old Castle. I get okay. all my yeah, Old Castle. I used to use CW, but those guys can't find out. They can't find their you know their head from their ass, so I don't go there anymore. So you get it out of Fremont? Is that where you get it? Yeah, I get it yeah, from I Fremont. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, I get I get deliveries every uh, uh, three days a week. Monday, about, Wednesday, Fridays. How about U.S. Glass? You try Where are they out of? Uh, Richmond. I never heard of U.S. Glass, but I, I get really good deals from um, um, Old Castle. They That's really give me, I, I get really good deals. So, all right, yeah, I'll, I'll check out U.S. Glass. Yeah, I'm having trouble with U.S. Glass. They don't have any glass. <laughs> I'm having trouble with them. I um I put in a, a quote request on on Friday. Um, what's today? Wednesday. Yeah. I haven't got the I haven't got my boat back. Well, we try oh, no. I tried to uh, order quarter inch separate from uh, they don't have three boat. days. Three days to get a quote for a single door. I needed I need a, a half inch door that's sandblasted like yeah. the bottom half. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. so it's like three full days they can't get me. I think they're quote. having problems, I think. Yeah, they're having you problems. You guys use uh, you guys use on uh, Central Valley for your quarter inch glass? No, we I use uh, glass fab out of Tracy. Yeah, glass fab won't come this way. I already tried. No, they don't go that far. Yeah, no, it's not even that far. It's if you still you used to buy from Western states, probably. Yeah, was they when they were good until True until Light, True Light took them and they were garbage after that. Threw them in the toilet. Yep, man, I miss Western states, man. Oh, that was good times. Oh, yeah. yeah, when it was Western I, states, it was good. Ever since then, I mean, it's just it's never been close to the same no uh, true true life gone i mean there's i mean I, there's a western states in um southern california i think that's a different that's a different, different. entity yeah 
So, Bill, what's what are your words of wisdom on getting a good employee for a shower door installer? I mean, where would you start if you were Adrian? Where would you start looking for somebody? Uh, two places: either schools, local college, or even right out of trade school and high school if the kid's big enough, like if he was a football player or something like that, or out of the military. The guys coming back from military that are looking for work. Uh, those are two good spots. The rest of them, you know what I do? I, I go head hunting myself. I go out to restaurants and <laughs> I, I, it's basically doing an interview when I get served. You know, if I go to Outback and I see a server, it's really hustling. He looks like he's, I'll say, why do you want to work nights when you can work days? And all of a sudden, you know, they're coming in to, to apply for jobs. I've had it from guys from Outback or uh, the local breakfast place. When you see guys working retail, and then the hours they're working and the money they're not making, try and get them into trades. Um, you get a pretty good chance at it. But Jay, I, don't know if I, can, I don't know if I can handle those soft hand guys, though, man. They seem like they don't want to touch nothing. I already tried a retail guy, and it doesn't work. Those guys, they just, they, they either it's too hot for them, and they just, they want to be inside, you know? Dude, listen, uh, listen to yourself. Listen to what you're saying. You're, you're, you're casting a negative vibe but look, there, look, i had okay so i had one retail guy work for me he came and i was uh i was working at a restaurant i was cutting down some mirrors to put it in a frame and it was it wasn't even hot it was like maybe like 80 degrees but the sun was beating on us and i'm, I'm looking for this guy i go where's he at so i'm looking around and i look on the other side of my glass rack he's he's squat down in the shade because he said it was too hot <laughs> yeah. okay i'm like what are you doing well it's too hot i'm like oh. Like I knew that guy for a minute. He was not going to make it. Sure enough, he only lasted about a week, and he was gone. Yeah. Hey, I'm not going to say you're going to get 100. percent That's not going to happen. Yeah. You know, but what you do you guys do? All, what do you do all your training at? Do you do it on the job site, or do you guys have like a, uh, you know, in shop uh, training? Like, yeah, we we've got a pretty good sized shop, and we set it up. We call it my shower door university. But I've got three vignettes set up there fully tiled with the different types of tiles so they know different drill bits doing odd angles and they can do sliders door and panels and custom angles uh, okay so and we just replace the tiles that they drill into but yeah every, everything is i got a full-time trainer for the guys and when we get new guys they get on board and trained and then if i have no new guys in the system then he goes out with the next level of guys and just gives them refreshers so, so the guy, guy's been with us a while. Yeah. So, so how are your guys on their memory? On their memory? Yeah. Memory, you know. Uh, better yeah. than mine. Better than mine, probably. Their capacity. Oh. What, what, capaci what capacity? I mean, okay, so they go to a job, and two days later, you tell them, you got to go back to the same job. Will they remember the same job that they yeah. went to? You know what? I, I don't even care about that. I give them a piece of paper with the address and they all have GPSs in the vehicle and they just go, yeah. There's systems. There's systems for all that. All that yeah. stuff can be easily solved. Oh yeah. yeah that, that's not a problem. You know, I, I can't I, remember where I was two two days ago, you know, but but I've got a system that tells me. Oh yeah. Yeah, you can find <laughs> out. Sure. Yeah. But yeah, I, I Tim, I know what you mean. But the training part of it is if you do it in enough of a ritual then it's going to be the same way all the time, right? right. Uh, I'm, I'm a pilot. And when I started my training, they have checklists. Yeah. And that's 
all you're doing and you know that you got to do it. So one day you're going to go to your plane, your checklist's not going to be there and it won't matter because you've done it so many times. You just know the order that things have to be done. Yeah. So that's what really what we did is we created checklists yeah. for installations, whether it's a sliding door, door and panel, whatever it is, there's a process that you follow. And, and that's going to help with training and it's going to help with new employees. Yeah. So, so you say you, you hire firemen. I did. I used to, yeah. Until they went on the... Well, I, until I moved down here. But I, it's kind of like what Adrian had, which is a really good idea. We used to hire firefighters, but a little different. Like he said, in California, you can't do it. I did pay him piecemeal. Exactly what he was looking to do. But I didn't know you couldn't do it in California. So you, they wouldn't be your employee. You would hire him as a piecemeal. Yeah, I was able to hire him as an employee. Yeah, because... But so they were paid it's work. I, I was employed. in the fire service for 38 years. So you work 24 on, 24 off. Yeah. So now they go, I think they're three days on, four days off. Right. Is that right. what they did? Have they done that in Florida? Uh, no, that's what they did in Massachusetts. I haven't hired a firefighter in Florida, but it, when I was in Massachusetts, I, for 15 years, I was using firefighters. Yeah. Yeah. I had eight of them and they had A, B, C, and D shifts. Or yeah, they had shifts groups and you know and when they, I, yeah. I knew when they were in the station they knew where they were in the station and we just rotated but they were as dependable as the day is long they were great employees oh yeah so adrian that that's another good option if you can work it out but we were able to pay him piecework it, we just assigned what you know the government wants to make sure that you're not there you're at least giving a minimum wage and yeah uh they want to make sure they're insured and you almost have to be an employee because the guy doesn't have his own license. So he's got to work for you. Yeah. He's got to go into your license. And the thing is, is that's his pay scale is, is piecemeal. It's not per hour. That's all. He's still getting paid. And if you work it out, it's probably a higher per hour. Yeah. You, you yeah I'm sure there's a way to kind of figure it out. You know, to make yeah. To make it work. Yeah. I just want to, like I said, he's, he's 25 years old and he knows what he's doing. I got a lot of years. I still got a lot of years with him. He hasn't. He was supposed to move to Texas. He hasn't moved yet. He's still figuring out what he wants to do. I like to get him back. Um, he's a hustler. He's quick. He does a great job. But I mean, it's just, you know, it was not enough. And you know, I, I can't pay him more than the guys that you know have been here longer. But you know, but I might have to. <laughs> it's just, you know, I'm I'm in charge of the uh, the shower door department and. You know, before, you know, I, I do all the measuring and and quoting and ordering. But now I'm having to install two until I get somebody else. I do have a helper. He's coming along. But, you know, you can tell when a helper is is has that in him where he could be on his own. He doesn't. Um, but he's a good helper, though. He is a high-end helper. He knows what he, you know, he said he, he says one step ahead of you you know, or one step behind you and, you know, he, he, he walks side by side with you, but he's not that person to say here, you know, take the reins and do it. He's not that kind of person. Not yet. But, not yet. Not yet. But, he's young. Yeah. So I do have a helper and you know, I had, that's what I had today, you know, and uh, today I had two installs and then I had three measurements to go do after that. Wow. And I'm, I'm burnt and I'm burnt out right now. I started really early this morning and then I'm like, Oh, and I'm staring at the office. I don't know why I'm here, but I'm here. <laughs> well, we're glad you're here, man. <laughs> nice. 
Nice to see you. What's the hey. name of your business? Uh, Landa and Sons Glass. Landa. Landa and Sons out of Yuba City. Yeah, Yuba City right there. Oh, awesome, man. When you get a chance, send me an email uh, yeah. to, to Bill at my shower door. I'm going to type out something for you. Okay. Cool. All right, because you want to see what... See what this kid can bring to your business and, and maybe create a place for him to make that money, but not on an hourly where it's going to hurt everybody else, but maybe on a, he'll, he'll make that plus a commission if he can bring you in more business. Yeah. And then, you know, and then it's not going to screw up with everybody else. Cause I know what you're talking about. That's very, yeah, bad. I just, yeah, I just, I don't want to, I don't want to pay him way too much where, where I'm, you know, I'm paying more than, you know, some guys have been here for a long time, you know, it's just, it's not fair to them. No, you're exactly right. But if the guy's going to bring in a lot more business and you're yeah. running that department yeah. and you can see the value, compensate I mean, a different yeah. way. So the value in the shower doors compared to what the other guys do is, is, is a, it's a long, you know, it's, it's big. Yeah. Um, even with a window comp, you know, window uh, department where my brother takes care of, you know, that's even different from, you know, the everyday stuff like the maintenance that we do and stuff so you know they get you know the pay grade is different but i mean i i got a guy who's been with us for shoot, almost 20 years i i can't see i can't see me paying you know this guy more but like i said it is it is a different scale because you know shower yeah. doors do pay more money and there's you know you could do you know three or four showers a day and man i'll pay for a lot of things you know yeah they will pay for his wage and, and a lot more too so it's not like you know so yeah, the guy, I mean, your, the your guy, guy that went through 28 years can he do shower doors he can he can but he, he okay so his son is my helper <laughs> and so his son is my helper what's but for dinner he's, though <laughs> he's all right he's my okay but he's not his detail detail work is not the best so you, well, hey, speaking of dinner, we're about, about out of time. Well, Bill's here. eating it. Yeah, you know, Bill's, Bill's already started without us. Hey, it's Bill, not, it's 9.30 here, guys. There you go. Yeah, exactly, right? Is it daylight outside right now where you're no. at, Bill? No. What am I looking at? <laughs> looks like your you window's laying up. Oh, oh no. I, I'm in my office. That's a picture in the back. Oh, mm. it, look, it looks like I'm it looking does. at a window. It does, huh? It looks like a nature outside the window. It's a photo. It is. Well, hey, Bill, what's your email? Thanks, thanks a lot what's your email again, comments. Bill? Okay. What's your email? Uh, easy. It's bill at myshowerdoor.com. If I didn't tell you, you would have guessed it. That's right. Okay. That's right. Send me an email. Let's okay, I will. Some ideas. All right. All right. That'd be great. I'll do it right now. Hey, yeah. Around. You know, and also speaking of training, uh, tomorrow night is uh, the Slick Clinic. It starts at 5 p.m. Um, so if you're in slick, I want to remind you, I, I, I don't say this enough, but, um, remember that everybody on your team is invited to intend to attend that clinic. Okay. So you can give that link to everybody in your company. I don't care if it's your salespeople, if it's your project managers, if it's installers, whoever, um, everybody can benefit from, from knowing this information. So uh, feel free to distribute that wi widely. And um, come on in. We'll see you tomorrow night, 5 p.m. Pacific time for Slick. If you haven't joined up yet, you can always go to glassgadget.com and learn more. All right, guys. Great All seeing right. you. See you next Wednesday. Right
Hey, this is Chris Phillips, and I want to thank you for listening to the podcast. You may want to join the Shower Door Professionals group on Facebook. Just go to Facebook and search for Shower Door Pros, and you'll find us. I look forward to seeing you.